Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's up, up, up. everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i am naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners oh my god naomi <laughs> omg omg <laughs> omg at what point does that fall into like rapping granny territory when i start using slang like at what <laughs> I, I think i'm already like like on the borders of that yeah 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 definitely i like don't if know i might like, have another decade well, okay, well, I'm going to say a couple things, and you tell me if it's like, uh-oh. Uh, wow, that song slaps. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so all right, I'm already there. Yep. Mm. yep, yep, yep. Just stick me on a nice flow and push me into the <laughs> Arctic Ocean. There's not enough ice, actually, so people can no longer be on flows. You just got to jump in the cold water, honey, and hope. And hope. <laughs> But uh, what I was going to say was we are we are exhausted. What a week it's been. But specifically, the week started off, I guess, started off for us with you doing a uh, Netflix taping with David Letterman. Yes. um, 
For the Netflix festival, David Letterman did a series of shows where he had comics on. They did five-minute sets and then sat down for interviews with him. And so, you know, I had spent the last month getting ready for that, trying to get a set together. And we did that over the weekend. And it's just funny because perhaps it's both age and just not going out as much in general. (laughs) Because it was like, we didn't get home until midnight. Mm Mm-hmm. I was wired post-show and didn't go to sleep until after three. Mm-hmm. And honey, I haven't been right since. That was Saturday night. <laughs> that was Saturday night. And I still, still am like recovering. trying to get myself together. That's Okay, so that's how you know you're old. Okay, <laughs> so you it takes forever to recover from a, uh, to be honest for both of us, specifically you, obviously, though, but uh, both of us, a lot of energy being there and doing yes. all the stuff that we had to yes, be yes, very yes. social. It was very social. Also, too, aside, but I was wearing an outfit that was like you know extra cute and we were outside the whole time and just like freezing cold and you know how like when you're freezing and then you get into warmth and you just say like let me just die here do you know what i mean like your body just gets like so warm and loose and then you're just like i never want to move again that's kind of something that happened to me that's something that happened to me sunday morning (laughs) yeah so that and then slang like there's an obvious like if you use slang and it's just like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. oh okay I'm sorry I totally interrupted you talking about being old so old is not being able to stay out past ten and also using words like slaps <laughs> yes <laughs> my fit was fire <laughs> I think spe- hold on if I drop that naturally in conversation you might get a look but saying it specifically and saying it so white yeah saying it so sharp so crisp <laughs> my so, fit so was fire caucasian red leather yellow leather my fit was fire <laughs> my fit was fire my fit was fire i'm ready to do the news <laughs> but yeah the letterman thing it should be out in a couple weeks i think yeah it comes out yeah sometime in june uh and you know i'm gonna get all into it because you know there's always some tea and drama but we're gonna save that for the patreon okay <laughs> we bring the tea to the patreon oh yeah so of course of course patreon.com slash couples therapy pod yeah so you'll be hearing that soon but five dollars <laughs> two extra episodes <laughs> a month pretty much what supports the show a little bit from ad sales yeah Absolutely. I mean, should we get into it? Yeah. Okay, because this episode, we had such a fun time. This is someone who's my first time uh, really talking to her. And I like these episodes where it's like people who you kind of know, but really you get into it on the pod. Well, our guest is friends with a lot of our friends. Yes. And that's what made me think to invite them on the show. We have a lot of, as Jackie Johnson would call them, mutchies. (laughs) Mutual (laughs) friends. We are talking to Danielle Pinnock. She is an actor, comedian, writer. You know her from the TV show Ghosts mm-hmm. on CBS, Teddy. She's also been on Young Sheldon and Get Shorty, the TV show. So she is really coming through. She is young, gifted, and black, kind as can be. And we go on an international journey with her yeah. that I felt like lifted me up. Yeah, this is brilliant. By the way, I want everyone to know. <laughs> I need everyone to know this. There is a listener advice question about being ghosted. I did not pick that question because right. of Danielle, because of ghosts. I picked it because I'm trying to go through some of the older questions that we haven't <laughs> answered yet. And that was one of them. And I wasn't thinking. So right. please, I was not too clever by half with that. Yes, okay, yes. folks? Okay? Yes. Please. Yes. Please. Even though, see, I think it's cute. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. I'm glad that you had to make sure everyone knew that we weren't oh, sure. out here. We weren't out here. Oh, sure. Uh, they call me no gray areas, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's time that we... Roll it! Now, Danielle, do you often like to start your Saturday mornings with podcasts? Is this part um, of... 
<laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to be here. I'm such huge fans of yours. Oh what my god! Is, oh my god! This is huge to have a celebrity in our midst. Saying Yikes. she's a fan. Oh my gosh! Never, <laughs> I'm never a celebrity. Like, are you kidding? I still like wash my clothes by hand. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, Danielle, we we greeted you with chaotic energy. Uh, Mabel had knocked over a glass of soda right before we started, <laughs> like a minute before. So we we it uh, immediately flooded our systems, right, with right. lunacy. But I want to say we've never met before. However, we have a million connections. We have connections, all right? yes! not just friends. There are fr- like friends of ours who are on the same show as you, or friends of ours that you know, perhaps from Chicago, but also. I, I very quickly I looked at your Wikipedia before we started. Two connections. Grew up in Teaneck. Okay. Grew yes. up in Teaneck where Naomi's mom now resides. Yes. Oh yes, my yes, gosh, yes. I love that. Isn't it so wild? So random. Teaneck is oh, now where fantastic. I holiday. <laughs> I oh Christmas my holiday. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love I miss Teaneck so much. It's, I really do. You do? I do. Well, the thing is, it's like one of those places that hasn't changed. And I'm a homebody. Okay. I'm a homebody like through and through. And change, I'm like, "Uh, what's happening? (laughs) Like, they still got the same $3 theater there. They still got the same ice cream shop, Bischoff's. Yes, 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 yes. Great places. That's true. That is true. It definitely (laughs) is. It has gone unchanged by the ravages of time. And that's <laughs> warm. And then also the second connect. Well, wait, I just want to ask, do you have memories of taking the GW into <laughs> Manhattan to, to hang out? Oh, yeah. My gosh. Are you kidding? That 167? Yes, that honey. 167. That 167. You must. That's it. Right into yeah. New York Port Authority. It's the best. Oh, in and out. <laughs> in and out. Oh, All so my funny. memories are us chaotically... <laughs> Going from Harlem up to one eighty one, the GWB, yeah, to get up to the bus terminal, to like running to try to get a bus to get to Naomi's mom's house. Well, also because oh my, my mom God. talk about chaos. So I love a one six seven, right? Like get me on yes. the NJT. I can just kind of settle in. No, no, no. My mother's like, take the little bus. I'll meet you on oh, the side of the road. Yes, yes, and that's it. And that's what you're running for, that little that little kind of charter bus. And it's like, Literally. okay, you take $3 bills only, and yes. <laughs> you just stop on the side of the road. And back in the day, it used to be a dollar bus. It was the best bus ever because, you know, you could get your little dollar yes. anywhere in New York. And then now it's like $3, yes, is it's it? three. it's three. It's three. A whole three. They tried it. <laughs> inflation. <laughs> inflation got us. I can understand having a spare dollar. Right. Carrying around three spare dollars? Never. 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 Not know, in this economy. Never. never. Absolutely. And even trying to get into the bridge is so expensive now. Like, I remember when it was like $6 to get through New York. Yes. And now it's like, what, closer 15. to 20 It's like, or it There's could have no even way. gone up because last time I knew it was 15 so Lord knows it might have gone up. There's no Ooh. way. I'll just walk across the bridge. There's no, right? there's no point. I know. <laughs> For all that. <laughs> I know we're so old. We're like, oh, 15 to cross a bridge. I remember when I was paying a quarter for a soda. I would get a sun-kissed soda for a quarter at okay, the Okay, actually, though, there were quarter waters, okay? For 25 there, there cents, yes. you get that little, that little, that little thing. Yeah. Sugar water, basically. Yeah, yeah. So That's exactly right. 
<laughs> at our community pool. It did the job. Exactly. The soda machine was a quarter when Ooh, I was a kid. Ooh, that's nice. Okay, wait. Here's the second connection. Second. Number two. Second. Besides friends. So I guess this is technically third. Second connection. <laughs> You're, you went to Temple for undergrad. I went to Temple for grad school. Oh, my god! What are the odds? Yeah. What are I the love odds? It. When were you at Temple? Because it's changed significantly now. When I was there, it was a little uh, different. Uh, 04 to 08. Okay, yeah. We were there around the same time. <laughs> yeah, we were there yeah. around the same. I got there uh, 06 and left in uh, uh, 20. Actually, I left Philly in 2011 because I was like, I'm going to stay an extra year and live in Fishtown. Worst mm. decision of my life. But, <laughs> wait, why? Wait, why was that bad? Worst decision, worst decision of my life. Because the thing is, it's like North Philly is a really tough area, especially when like, I don't know what it's like now, but I remember like going to school and my mom, when we were driving into campus, she was like, is this where you're going? I said, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait. Um, and you know, it's just like when I was going to temple, you really just wanted to look like you were also like, you didn't want to do too much, like in terms of clothing or like wearing Mm. flashy things. Cause you would get robbed. I mean, that was a very thing. Like you get robbed. I mean, there was like tons of gunshots that were happening at the McDonald's down the street from Johnson and Harwick. Like it was just a very, (laughs) it was a tough neighborhood, Yeah, but I loved every second of it. Like, (laughs) I was having the time of my Thelma and Louise life while I was there. And like, I just, I was living, I was living. I had so much fun. I mean, the clubs, clubs above a nail salon, like. Just, wait, when you were in college? So wait, was that that yes. year after? Because I was like, because that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I know you, I know you weren't what, doing you the didn't social think I was going to the, You weren't doing You didn't this. think I was going to the, the clubs? <laughs> when, I, when I lived in Philly, you didn't think when I was in grad school, I wasn't. Going to Vine Street and hanging out at the clubs? No, you weren't, babe. Uh, Vine Street. (laughs) (laughs) But like, when you were an undergrad, right? Because it is in the city, are they have dorms the first year, and then after that, are you on your own? Yeah, dorms the first year you can choose for year two. Okay. Um, and then I I lived in this area called University Village, which was, I mean, a wild time. Um, basically like these. They were like these condos with bunk beds. <laughs> okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And they just, I mean, a mess. <laughs> but jo- Johnson and Hardwick, where I lived, I mean, that was a glorified project. I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay. Like everybody, everybody that went there during that time knows that's what that is. They had these <laughs> other ones that were called 1300s that were really stunning. But uh-huh. I guess like the, like the dregs <laughs> of the student society ended up in Johnson and Hardwick. And that's where I was. Oh, and I was like, if goodness. I could get my high school GPA up just a little bit, <laughs> maybe I would have made it in that 1300. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it was it was it was tough. They had temple towers. They had a pool on top, what? and I was like, "Wow, pool wow, that's kind of savage." The real have have not situation. They yeah, made it very it really obvious. Was. Rude. It really was. We had everything: no AC, rats, roaches, everything, and Ooh. it was the best time of my, best time of my life. Loved it. Okay, <laughs> literally just based on what we can see from you in the background here, your home seems spotless bright clean <laughs> the idea that you said you could make it through these rats and roaches i, I can't imagine it i can't imagine it. loved it loved it you don't even understand because also like i was just coming from private school mm-hmm. and i just had to get 
out. Like when I was in private school, I just felt like a chocolate chip voyaging through an uh, endless gallon of milk. Absolutely. And I was like, I need, I need to be out. <laughs> and I was just excited to have my freedom by any means necessary. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, Danielle, were you in the, you were in the New York private school scene? Jersey. Oh, yeah, Jersey. Not Jersey, Jersey, which is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> worse, worse. Yeah. It's rough. Wow. It's rough. But it was, you know, we had a good time. Wow. Naomi went to the Gossip Girl one. I went to Dalton oh, in New York, but you know that's a dark yeah. time too. It's its own darkness. Yeah, it but is. <laughs> it now, is. Did you have uniforms? No, we had dress code. Uh-huh. So Mondays were uh, business. It was all like business attire. So we all came in there looking like Maxine Waters. <laughs> like my, my grandma, like, she took it to the extreme where she was like, we got to get you a handkerchief and three suits. And I was in there literally looking like I was going to church. Like, hello. Um, would you like this Gideon Bible pamphlet? Like, I look so, I look so crazy. <laughs> so, but like, it was, you know, even though high school was wild, the thing that I would say, the great takeaway is that I discovered theater there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I would have discovered it um, outside yeah. of that school. Like, they really put a focus on the arts. And I was like, okay, well, this is the positive, but it was wild. Yeah. It was also a wild time, too. Do they claim you now that you're on television? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. without question. Yeah. Isn't that Lots funny? Of claiming having. Well, you're like, yeah. I hated y'all. Like, that's my thing. It's like, I think my alma mater has gotten the picture because I don't really engage with them. My high school, I don't engage. But where I'm always like, don't act like, you know what y'all did for me? Y'all traumatized me such that I feel the need to now get up in front of people to get laughter. Okay? I ain't giving you a dime. I'm going to tell you this. One thing I would say about my, my high school is that, you know, there was... It was a it was a lot of trauma, I would say, on the student side of things. But because I was raised by like my grandma and my mom, like I became best friends with my teachers. Yes. So I have to say, like, I was definitely one of those girls. I was like, what you doing tonight? What you doing? We getting, are we getting drinks? I can't drink, but I gotta have the seven up. Like then they were like, Danielle, go home. Like I became such good friends with like my homeroom teacher and oh my, my English God. teacher. And also because I look like that like we were wearing the same outfits because my grandma used to playing me with this goddamn outfit but like we became so close so i would say the one thing about that private school was that like my teachers were everything and yeah even though like it was just really a zany weird time in y2k like they were the bomb they really yeah. were and like i couldn't fool with the students they were out of control but like the teachers they were everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i had one english teacher she was like, I got, I got her twice because I think I had her maybe <laughs> sophomore year and then I took like her elective senior year. But what I love is her name, Miss Luton. Shout out to Karen Luton, okay? Yes. She lived in like Washington Heights. So sometimes I would see her on a train and she was like a white lady with like long hair. And, I, and one time I was like, Miss Luton, what you doing going uptown? She was like, I live up here. I said, okay, see, that's why you cool. Because she was living uptown before anybody was messing with it. Because this would have been like 1999, 98, yeah, no. okay? So for a no. white woman to be living in Washington Heights, that was like yeah. pre-pre-gentrifier. And I said, okay, you cool. You get it. And she was my girl. Yeah, New York was tough. New York you really used to be really tough. Like, I remember my whole family lives in Canarsie. And I remember, like, going from Jersey to Canarsie. And my mom used to be like, strap in. 
because we would never, we would never know. Like I remember ending up in the middle of a gunfight on Flatbush Ave trying to get beef patties. What? Nineties, like, nineties New York. Yes, yes, was really serious, and I think people forget it because it's like all these white people living in Crown Heights now. Yes. But it's like it really used to be serious business. Yes. Oh my God, a gunfight trying to get beef patties on Flatbush. <laughs> that sentence is a poem. That is, yes. That is. <laughs> It's a poem. Yes, that is. Really, uh, if the rainbow isn't enough, exactly for colored girls, very much so. Yes, you see how he learns so much, Danielle. Andy knows. And Sasaki Shangay, shout out to you for knowing. Come on, (laughs) education, we love it. Um, now, okay, given that you had this private school life. Is it safe to say that you didn't start dating until later on? Oh, because I know yeah, me, I didn't. Yeah, like I didn't touch a boy until like no. college. Oh yeah, no, my, I mean, and not in my grandma's house either. She yes, was so strict and so scary, and it was like <laughs> this, like really intense Christian, like all weekend church I would go to with her, and Ooh. um, she, I remember she told me. If I kissed a boy, I would get pregnant. So then that freaked me out. And then, like, I just never even, even though I took health class and was like, oh, this is how this actually happened. I was like, she she knows something else that these people don't know. So I was just, like, terrified. And then she was like, if you get pregnant, I'm going to leave you in the dark woods by yourself to have the raccoons raise you. And then I was like, there's no point. There's no point. My grandma was so extra and then my mom was just already afraid of my grandma so like she wasn't even trying to do nothing with that so like i just was like oblivious when i was in college i was like oh people like me wow i had no idea a mess a mess don't Wait, do that to your uh, your kids parents i know please. i know two things one that's uh, like a pg disney type thing where like uh, a teenager gets pregnant and then they're left in the woods <laughs> by raccoons that's a definitely like you can see that like disney trying to get like a a gen z audience or something like that yes 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 and then the second thing are you meeting people at these clubs in philly now i'm so like because this is so far and from like my experience in philly also i was in grad school so like i was working 60 i was teaching and working 60 hours a week basically so i did not have much time left over (laughs) every once in a while i would walk up to 7-eleven and get uh Get some, oh, yeah. <laughs> get a pint of Ben and Jerry's okay, at like and at like one in the morning, and, and that so was now like, it's popping off. It. That was the club for me. That's so, <laughs> are you meeting people? What is the club? What? Sorry, what is the club experience? All I've ever seen is a club on TV. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Um, I, I, I would definitely have to say clubs. Okay, first of all, I was a clubber in my teens. So I would like sneak out of the house with my my homegirl Keisha and we would just be going to the clubs and also like living that close to New York City and nobody was checking IDs or anything at that time. So we would be like all where clubs, club exit on oh, like my God, uptown or downtown all over. All wow. over. I'd be in the village. I'd be at the balls. Okay. Yes. I was like, any anybody that would just let us in to see what was going on, 
We went. <laughs> what? Now, okay, were you Apple- still dressed like Maxine Waters or did you have a club attire? Um, no, this is when I discovered Joyce Leslie. Yeah. And I discovered. <laughs> I discovered. Okay, Brand wow, Spike. you just took me back. You just took me. I just transported through time. <laughs> And I discovered rainbow, and I yep. was like, "Yes, jeans, jeggings, and <laughs> tops, and halter tops. Sign me up!" So, like, I would have my little church clothes on, and then we would get on the bus, and then we would change our clothes, and then we'd be Ooh. ready for New York, and we used to be cutting up, cutting wow. up. Wow! So you were out there even when you were young. So even though sure your was. grandma was like, "The raccoons are gonna get you," you were like, "I'm a roll to dice." I was like, yeah, because I was like, I need to know what to expect in college. I can't just be coming up there freshly, you know what I mean? No, nothing. I need to know what's happening. And would you talk so to fun. would you talk to grown folks when you were out there? Were you and your friend just kind of like in oh. a corner with a soda? What was the like how in it no. were you? So she was always, I mean, because she was like really gorgeous and also know that like, I was just like this really pudgy, like awkward looking girl with bifocals. So even though I had the halter top on, my bifocals were still (laughs) (laughs) that I was clearly underage and clearly raised by Christians. No, she was she was always like, yes, like I was and I would be like the supporter. Like I was the best friend. I was like, okay, girl, get it. Yes, you're dancing. (laughs) But yeah, we'll be dancing. And then I would always end up like having some serious conversation with some person at a bar and they'd be talking about their wife and kids. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. What I think you should do though is stay with your wife and don't make bad decisions. And I think I saved a lot of marriages as a kid (laughs) at the bar. Because I wouldn't be able to drink because they'd be like, girl, you can't drink. You're like 16. Stop. But I was like, but I will get this root beer and I will help people out. So that's... That's how I, I had a lot of my like teen years. <laughs> wow, root beer! Now you're talking my language. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, do love that a root was beer. It. Root that beer was and it. discussing Ephesians with <laughs> men on the edge. Men on the edge. <laughs> men on the edge. Okay, so you're already hitting the streets. You're saving marriages yeah. in New York. So then, when you get to Philly, <laughs> now once you're in college, did you? What's the word? Were you like, I gotta hook up with people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of like, I'm finally Did you go free. wild? Yes. Did you, were you a girl gone wild? No, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a girl gone wild because I have a lot of my, like, roommates that ended up being girls gone wild for real. And I was also in theater. So I had rehearsal a lot of times. Like, that. so I've never been to a Temple Homecoming because I always was in a show. And mm-hmm. um, I would say the times that I did have a lot of fun would be the cast parties that was when okay. like for theater theater yep. geeks it yep. was that it was mm-hmm. like yes we about to the show is over come on company <laughs> we're done into the woods we're finished cheers <laughs> <laughs> we just have a lot of drinks and it was a lot of dancing and the clubs that i did get to go to my freshman year i mean north philly clubs at that time they would be like in a church you know what I mean? Then the next, like it would be this one club called Club. Wait, is this Sandra. like on Pose? Is this like at the Pose where they would have no, ballroom? Literally, literally, it was like Club Samba. They had it was in a church, and they had Fish Fry Fridays. So I was going for the fish too, and then you could kind of like. <laughs> 
if you bought a fish, you could get in for free. So, like, I don't know whose up cousin was doing that deal, but I was a sucker for that because I love to eat. Okay, I'm going to tell you, though, see, the moment you say fish fry and you get in free with a fish, it's no longer a club. Okay? This is no longer an actual club. It's a church social. It's a church social. This is a church social. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is the thing I don't know how to pick up. But I will say there was this one club. Um, there was a party they called Dripping Like Water, right? Because you were going to go to this party and sweat until no tomorrow. And they had three phases of this party. And everybody freshman year was trying to get into this party. I got into one. Mm-hmm. And this is when I, this is when I was like the naive brain. Do not drink <laughs> things that people give you. And I was like, oh, that looks like juice. And oh, it was like man. a really serious jungle punch. Yeah. Everclear Ooh. and all that happened to me. Things. Oh. oh, God, it was rough. And I was like, this is good. <laughs> Kept drinking it. And then oh, I remember no. all these like. Uh, fraternity brothers like the alphas and the omegas they started doing the line and stuff and dance um doing steps and then i ended up in the middle of it and they were what? like is she a delta <laughs> no i was like i'm not but i want to be involved and they're like yeah we gotta get this girl <laughs> wow a mess so a mess funny they were like, a you mess. can't come to the next ones. You can't come to the others. Literally, literally they're like, you're not even in a sorority, sis. I was like, I do theater. That counts. <laughs> I've done King Lear. I deserve to be here. <laughs> Period. I mean, if anybody can do some iambic pentameter, they should be let in. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Absolutely. I bought a fish and a poem. Let me in the party. <laughs> like... That's it. That's it. Oh, God. Of course. Catfish and the uh, soliloquy from Macbeth. That is the... <laughs> Cat, exactly. Catfish now, see, filet. That like a, that's a good party. I'm ready for that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The, the frats were alphas and omegas? That's yeah, these are black so... frats, babe. No, I know, yeah. but I'm saying, like, that's so, like, Bible-y. Oh, uh-huh. I am uh-huh. the alpha oh, and right. I'm the omega. <laughs> I don't know my pilot. You're right. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's, a, that's good. That's good because I don't know. I don't know a lick of it. I know Adam and Eve did something and that's the end of that. And you, and you swept. You blocked and then you blocked. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Out. What did you, when you guys were at, when I was at Temple, it was so boring that I would sit and actually just read the Bible. What did you guys do? Oh I would draw. Gosh, okay. I would draw in the little, in the little pamphlet you got that like had the like running order. Uh, and then when I filled that up, I would just read Bible stories because I was so bored. No? What did you people you do? You are being ridiculous. No, I'm not. That's are true. Wait, what are you talking oh, about? At Temple. Oh, you mean Temple, like where you went yes. on Sundays. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought sorry. you still meant Temple. Synagogue. Oh, thank you. At synagogue. When you guys were oh. at church. <laughs> When I was at synagogue, not Temple University, when I was at I know, Temple, I was like, what? Temple Oheb Shalom. Uh-huh. <laughs> it yes, was so boring. Did you guys not read the Bible during church because it was boring? No, I did not read the Bible during church. No, and I think also, like, really, church was really for my mom. Like, that was her time to just, like, you know, wail and cry and mm. give tithes and offerings. So I feel like I was really going for, to support her mm-hmm. um, through whatever she was going through at that time because she was a single mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, but church, after praise and worship, I was tuned out. You were done. 
Like, yeah. the music, it was the best part for me. I was yeah, like, same. yes, we lift our hands in the yes. sanctuary. <laughs> and then after that, I don't know what happened. I was like, either sleep <laughs> or just like coloring. <laughs> it was funny because I used to, and I didn't know this until much later. I liked church because ladies would give me candy. And then I didn't find out till later they were giving me that to shut me up. Do you see what I'm saying? They're like, give her like a mint or something. Cause I would be like, okay. And I'll take it. But I was still talking. And then my (laughs) mom explained to me, she was like, they were giving you candy in hopes that if you were sucking on candy, you would stop talking. And I was like, well, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. So I was just getting candy all the whole time. Yes. Church candy. And shout out to, I have no idea where they got that candy from. (laughs) Like my grandma has, like where is that little, you know, the little strawberry one? With yes, little, yes, like, yes, yes. Where, where, where are those from? <laughs> I don't know. I think Jesus is giving that to them specifically. Like, right. He just be refilling it monthly because I don't know. I can't tell you where those candies are from. That's so not true. Because it's like I've never <laughs> seen them like even in a drugstore. Like if I you go to Walgreens, never. they're not over there. Never, you get it from a special never. catalog where you get the communion wafers from. Probably. I'm it's a dead. catalog. It is a catalog. <laughs> they're, get, it, they're getting that thing from Avon. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, you know, because we are going to be answering people's relationship questions of all kinds, yeah. but sort of, you know, what was your relationship to relationships? You know, as you, I know you were talking about, like, obviously you were doing your theater and stuff. Were you somebody who was like, I want a, I want a boyfriend and like, I want to have, you know, all this kind of thing. Or were you, or was it more like, if it comes, it comes, you know what I mean? Like, what was the kind of. Yeah. Um, I think because I grew up in a single uh, mom household and then my, you know, my grandmother and my mom were like very, very strong, independent women. I was like, if it comes, it comes. Mm -hmm. But if I did like someone. I'd be like, okay, well, maybe we can see where this goes. But I did find myself in college, and I never knew exactly how to describe this, but in a lot of, like, situationships where Mm. it would be like, you know, we're, like, really intense friends, but we're also hooking up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it'd be like, no real ties, but they're (laughs) ties. And then I'm, like, meeting people's whole families, and they're like, oh, my God y'all are gonna get end up getting married and i'm like am i because i think this person is sleeping with other people but it's cool <laughs> but like i would just end up in these situationships and i hadn't really had like a lot of relationships while i was in college but i had many yeah. many situationships especially in the theater because everybody's everybody's a hoe in the theater everybody. <laughs> everybody's everybody. a hoe in the theater e- everybody 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 i've heard that a lot of massage circles <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, they love yeah, to circle trust, up it, and massage. It's a trust fall. It's a trust fall. But then, so then once you kind of left that, because then it was after Philly you went to Chicago? So after Philly, I went to grad school in the UK. And yes, yes, yes. I literally sworn off um, any relationships. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm just going to go and finally have the whole phase that I deserve. And okay. I was like, I'm just going to go to UK. I'm going to meet Idris Alba. I'm going to meet Boyega. I'm going to meet the other, the, the other Idris that's on, um, that on the show. And I was like, I'm just going to meet all of them. And then we're just going to all have sex. And it's going to be great. I'm going to have all the pints. And it's going to be amazing. And then I met 
my husband, Jack Wallace, and I thought he was so weird. And I never dated outside of my race oh, in my life. Wow. And I, was, I was like, this is this is not for me. And I was like, okay, we're just going to be actual friends. Yeah. And then all my friends were like, he really likes you. And I'm like, likes me to do what? Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we actually going to be doing? Because <laughs> I was just like, so still very naive. And I was like, I don't even know. Like, what are we just going to be looking at each other? Like, I don't know what me and this white man are about to be doing. But, um, <laughs> he invited me on a date. And the date was, I mean, a disaster because I ended up getting a chili stuck in the back of my molars. What? And I could not. Yes. Li- literally. What? And this dude is so stupid. He's like, oh, it's okay. And stuffed his mouth full of chilies. So I wouldn't look crazy. <laughs> a mess. A mess. And I was like, I cannot go be out with someone that's so idiotic. And 10 years later, we're still. What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Also, was that charming? Instead of him, like, maybe helping get your the chili out, was it charming that he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make you feel better by putting chilies in my mouth? No. No. I was like, <laughs> why would you do that? Just help me. Get some milk for me. Like, we don't both have to suffer. You know? Like, come on. Like, what's happening? Like, he's... But Jack, that's Jack. Like, he's, uh, like... This guy, I never met any, and my grandmother says, she's like, I never met anybody like this man before. My family loves him, and usually. Wow, he won over black grandma? No, this is what I'm saying. And my family, I mean, especially a Brit, like we're all Jamaican, and you know, Jamaican, uh, British, they colonized uh, Jamaican for like 1962. So (laughs) really, that was not about to fly at all. And he won over my whole family. My family loves jack i remember my uncle mike who's just like this big brawly guy and he's really tough and he he's like where's my man jack and i'm like can i get a hello like like, do y'all remember me like hello i've been here the whole time they just be surpassing me like where's my man jack my grandma loves him my mom loves him um and i love his family too like they are they are very much so a modern family. And I think if they weren't, it would never have worked out. Like his sister is married to somebody from Mumbai. Um, and my, my nieces and my nephews, he got two gay aunties. Like mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a very blended family. It's a lot mm-hmm. going on. And I was like, okay, so they get it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm at but peace. now let's go back though. You feeling like you had never dated uh, a white dude let alone an OG colonizer. And, <laughs> and you were friends. And like, after that, you said the first date was a disaster. And when you were like, what the hell are you doing with the damn chili? You ain't helping nobody. How yeah. did you, how did he get a second date? Like, how does this kind of end up progressing? Well, we just became friends. And I think that's where I went wrong is because I was like (laughs) telling him how much I missed the United States and I miss my family and I miss all my friends. And he was like slowly but surely collecting data at that time. (laughs) And he was just like, "Mm, great, she's missing people. I want to have my chance soon. And like, (laughs) he would take me on these like really nice things around the city of like, oh, we should go to the markets and oh, we should do this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you just start to build this natural affection for someone. And um, 
it wasn't even a really a second date, y'all. Like, I was just being a hoe, to be honest. I was like, he had a party at his house, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm drunk, and I miss everybody. And then we just <laughs> ended up sleeping, literally sleeping together. And then that was even hilarious because I had a whole interrogation process before we even slept together. Because I was like, okay, how does this work? With white people. How do y'all have sex? Is it different? <laughs> like, what are we about to be doing? Like, What? Okay. What did you think and was going to happen, Danielle? I didn't know. I thought Harriet Tubman was going to pop out and be like, this is not going to be a thing. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I don't know. I was like, there are certain positions. I don't know <laughs> we can do right now. You know what I mean? Wow. So, And he was like, okay, Danielle. He's just laughing at me the whole time. Of course. Of course. And I was like, and we something. I was like, oh, this is great. It's regular. <laughs> I was like, this is great. This is great. Okay, so nothing popped out. You know what I mean? Like, what did you, I, I can't with Danielle right now. Danielle thinking that what I'm imagining that she was imagining was like it, like she imagined that he had like an you know an alien, you know yeah. the little alien head yep. that comes out yep. of the bigger alien head. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. She was imagining coming out of I his urethra. Know. Yeah, no, but literally, I was absolutely terrified. Had no clue. Yeah. And now, had he been with other? Had he been with black women before you? No. Okay, but he obviously wasn't as afraid of you as you were of him. <laughs> no, I was absolutely terrified. Like literally. I'm so sorry I'm laughing. I understand it is a journey. No, no, laugh, laugh, laugh. It's real. That is amazing. Okay. And so then like kind of once you, so pretty much like once y'all hooked up, it was kind of like, okay, yes. Now you're like, I see you in a sexy way now. You're not just my friend. Yeah. I mean, and I was still trying to like, I was still trying to keep it light because I was like, look, I'm never going to be in England again. This is a one-time thing. And then... He asked me to be his girlfriend in such a beautiful way that I've never been asked before. Because usually I would like be in these relationships. Situationships. Yes. Literally situationships. Exactly. Yeah. I would go to somebody's mom's house and they'd be like, oh, by the way, that's my girl. And I'm like, oh, we've been together for two years. And I didn't even I've never even (laughs) heard you say that we were even together. So I guess this is official. I don't know. But like nobody ever told me like I didn't. Oh, that's my girl. Okay. Right. Do I have to do right. something differently now? Um, but yeah, he was like, hey, Dina, like, well, first of all, he got on one knee and I was like, never. I was like, not, I was like, it's really not that deep, bro. Like, just get yeah. up. He's like, no, I just want to ask, do you want to be my girlfriend? I would love to be your boyfriend. And I was like, is this a real thing? Like, yeah. Do people it feels get very British. It feels Bridgerton. Be- it feels very Bridgerton. Like, I was like, it yeah. does. I was like, oh, wow. Like, we were courting. Like, that was the thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is... And then you were like, get your ass over to America. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I wanted to stay in England for so long. And then the day of my graduation, the visa laws changed and said that all students had to go back home immediately after graduation. <gasps> oh, so, And I was like heartbroken because yeah. I couldn't do my showcase in England uh, where all the agents and stuff come and we had to do our showcases in New York and I had to go away and we spent a lot of our relationship on Skype for like the year that we weren't with each other um, and we actually got engaged over Skype 
because really, and it, it was such an anticlimactic engagement. The fact that he was like, "Should we get married?" I know he'd been wanting to get married because we'd gone on these little trips to like Jamaica and Italy, and he would like always get on one knee, and I'm like, "Get up!" I was like, <laughs> we're, just, "We're just on the trip. I don't want these shenanigans. I don't want any like <laughs> I'm just I just if you're gonna do it, just do it in a way that's not gonna stress me out. Like, don't do this big thing. Oh, you didn't it. in general. You're like, I don't want a production. You didn't want to feel like it was yeah, gonna no, be a spectacle. No. Exactly. I was like, just let it be. So on Skype, he was like, should we get married? Would you want to marry me? And I was like, I think so. And then his whole family busted out. They were like, oh, my God, they're getting married. I said, we are. <laughs> and he's like, Danielle, would you want to be my mind? Like, did the whole thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Um, and then they flew me up to England the next week, and then he did the whole thing like in front of my graduate school, and my teachers uh, were there, and all this oh. stuff. So again, my teachers, like I'm telling you, these are my girls. I'm trying to this tell is, you, I know. <laughs> these, are girls. these are my girls. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I also love that. So uh, you know, you you went to grad school for acting in the UK, and now you're like on a American version of a UK show, which feels wild. very wild to me. Of all the programs. Of all the programs. Very serendipitous. It's like the universe, God makes no mistakes. It feels insane. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now, okay, this is a lot of backstory. Because this is what I needed. I was waiting for that breakthrough. You wanted to tell me about the club and the car. I said, no, get me to the part where you make some crazy choices. I've never been to a club before. I know. (laughs) I know. You've never been to a club. I know. You wanted a lot of information about clubs, honey. (laughs) <laughs> All right, why don't we take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to answer some of your advice. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessing. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. 
And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Danielle letting white love in and here we are 10 years later bless her heart by the way listeners if anyone wants to draw a penis with an alien (laughs) head coming out of the urethra we'll post it yes I love it I like that idea okay so we get questions from Twitter Instagram Gmail and of course our favorite voicemail so here we go with a voicemail Hi, Andy. Hi, Naomi. Um, My fake name is Layla. (laughs) Pronouns, um, she and they. Um, First time caller. Love you guys. I am calling actually just to get your insight on ghosting. Um, I think I'm being ghosted for what feels like the millionth time um, by somebody who I've been dating um, kind of casually, kind of openly. He's older. He has another partner that he recently told me he's getting more serious with. Um, and the last time I messaged him was two weeks ago, and I've messaged, I've messaged him twice in the, in the past two weeks, and I just stopped hearing from him. And the last time we hung out was maybe three weeks ago, and he said, yeah, we're definitely going to hang out next week. Let's uh, talk about it. And then when I texted him to see if he was free, he didn't respond. Um, So I'm just wondering, like, what you guys think is uh, the best way to kind of deal with ghosting. I Mm. feel like even though it's happened to me so many times, it never gets easier. And I'm trying to kind of be above it and be bigger and not respond and just focus on myself and letting go. But I don't know. Part of me wants to be like, is everything okay? Um, or to message him and be like, hey, I definitely told you I don't like feeling ignored and mm-hmm. it's, you're ignoring me now. Um, or do I message him and say, it's okay if you don't want to see me anymore, but I'd rather know. I don't know. What's the best? <laughs> what do you guys think? Is it better to just not say anything and just focus on myself and my the, all the other great things happening in my life besides this one person? Um, thank you so much. Give my love to Mabel and the cat. Um, can't wait to hear your advice. I'm trying to think, is there any other things I want to say? (laughs) No, no. He's older, dating openly. We had an open conversation. Um, yeah, and it just feels kind of shitty to be ghosted. Okay, that's it. Love you. Bye. Delete this freak. That's what I say from your phone. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is this is embarrassing. This I hundred percent forgot. This is not connected to your show at all. Like I wasn't like, <laughs> let's do this one. I was clearing out some of the older advice questions that we haven't got to. No, that's perfectly that's fine. So I just rea- so I realized bad. it as I know, it was happening. Right? I know. I Have you bad. been ghosted? Were you ghosted in your youth? 
Um, no, because I'm Jamaican and I need answers. So <laughs> I'd be like, what's happening? Like, I'm a very like, you know, yes, I'm a sweetheart, but I also need to know like what's going on just so I'm clear. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, if she does go down the route of just being like, hey, what's happening? Just be honest with me. She also has to be okay with what those come with like those set of answers are like because if the answers aren't anything that she's gonna it may not be a fairy tale answer you know it may be like you know what i can't do this and she just has to make sure that her heart is protected through that part you know during that uh section of things but i i hate people ghosting i think it's just so lame me too me too especially like you know the older we get like i think yeah you know Meaning, I certainly was ghosted a lot in my 20s, honey, in New York City. And New York City is a great... It's so funny because sometimes it can be a small town. You can run into somebody. You'll have people yeah. you see on your commute. And yet, sometimes you date somebody and they just disappear. It's like, I know you're yeah. still alive. I know you're somewhere. <laughs> you just exactly. never see them again. It's easy to ghost. And so, you know, I would never... Like, I would usually have a sense, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh... Yeah. Like, this person not responding doesn't surprise me based on, let's say, how our last interaction went, right? So that, so yeah. I never really felt this, like, I got to get answers, you know, and it, it had not. Because the one, the one thing she didn't tell me, which I needed to know, is how long y'all, they had been seeing each other. Yeah. That's because true. that will also determine, you know, I guess kind of how much you push, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be- because the thing is, I will also say about this too, where you say like, well, what should I do? You're like, should I just, ig- should I just like, you know, let it go and focus on me and the great things in my life? Yes. You know the answer there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you can't make anybody tell you something they don't want to tell you. So you mm. can message this person to the cows come home. He's not going to respond unless he wants to respond. Show up at his house. Yeah. That's what I say. Show up at his house. <laughs> fucking messy no, no, You ain't Jamaican, no. Andy. You ain't Jamaican. You can't be getting no, those kind of answers. Don't do that. Because what are you going to do and then when you show up at the house? Like, what What are you really going to do? Pound on the you door. Yell. Is she in there? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she comes out. What happens now? Well, then you make friends with her. And then you, fi- you get the oh. tea from her. <laughs> oh, What's going on? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, oh, I, I know what you, I know, like, I'm not, I'm no, not being course, serious. Of course, not being of course. Serious. No, but at the same time, like, I get that fucking impulse, right? Like, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, you can't, because you can't make this person answer you, I think that you have, you have no choice but to let it go. I think yeah. that, you know, it, it is, it is frustrating. It sucks. Cause, Cause I feel like exactly like you were like, because when somebody ghosts you, especially after they've seemed really into you. It makes yeah. you feel crazy because you're like, yeah. Wait, did that not happen? Ooh, is there yeah. you know ghost lighting? What do you say? Ghost lighting instead of gas lighting. Ghost, ghost lighting. lighting, yes. Mm. When someone's like, oh no, you don't exist anymore, and you're like, well, you were inside me moments ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's like exactly that. I get that, and it's like it can be hard to let that go, but it's like, well, you have to. To me. It might help to think of a ghost as a coward because I think that's yes. something in my head. It's like, this is somebody who is too lazy and scared to like have an unpleasant conversation. That's and exactly it. Also, looking back where I'm like, you know what? The people who ghosted me or who weren't into me or, you know, who kind of left quickly actually did me the biggest favor. 
because they yeah. wasted the least amount of my time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know what? You knew, I don't like the way maybe, maybe you did it, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. honey, when you trash and you know you trash, Period. actually Period. do me the do me the gift of leaving me alone. Period. Do me the gift of leaving me be. I agree. I agree. Dip. And it's like, you don't, you know, and of course at the time when you like somebody, it's like, why? But it's like, they know something that you don't know yet. And what they know is that they're not right for you. Yeah. And it's like, bye. Thank you. And it's like, especially because if this is an open situation and you said, you said he had started seeing someone else a little more seriously. So I'm assuming what happened was things progressed with that person. Shit. In the space of a week, it can happen. I don't fucking know. And then they, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to do this, which Again, you had an open conversation. You knew that person existed. So what you would like is for this person to say, hey, I'm with this person now and have decided to just, you know, focus on them for, you know. But this person's too lazy and scary. And- can we come up with a different you know, word? Because I like what? that you called it cowardice. Like, can we come up with a different word for being ghosted? Because it is cowardly. Like some, like, like, it just seems like, I, I want to really highlight this person being uh, yellow-bellied. As I they see say. what you're saying. As, as they say yeah. in, uh, in Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, yellow-bellied coward. I know. What could we... Uh, you've been snaked. Mm. He slunk <laughs> off into the grass. Yeah, I mean, in terms of ghosting, I was like, they've been John Bonade, but I think... <laughs> I think that's too dark. That's too dark. Too dark. I don't not, know. Not too dark for us. Maybe too dark for uh, for, for culture at large. Yeah, for common parlance. <laughs> for culture at large. Oh my gosh. I don't know. But it's like it's it's just like ew. These people suck. It's terrible. And, and yeah. listen, you are right to be annoyed, to be angry, to what answers. That doesn't make you crazy. That doesn't make you you know like you're not out of bounds. But you have to accept that you cannot make anyone answer you. So now you got to let go and like, God, you have no fucking choice. And it sucks. It sucks. People suck. I hate it. I hate it. I swear to God, like, I literally do not wish dating on my worst enemy. I never want to go out there again. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. There's no way. I don't have it. I don't have enough spanks to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Right? right? I just like, I can't. I can't, man. They're like so awful and lazy. Do you think the snake, do you think he he really is in an open relationship? Oh, you think oh, you think I it might feeling, not have been? Yeah, I have a feeling that he's uh that uh our caller is on the side. As, no. uh, as they say, as they say uh a side piece. Uh-huh, as opposed to being like dating openly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just getting the I'm just getting those vibes. Side piece vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That could be it. People love saying they're in open relationships when they're not, you know? I know. They really do. It's crazy. That's so true. Ooh. Drama. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do this one. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Love the pod. Thanks for everything you do. Um, I have a question slash would just love your opinion on the relationship between uh, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law. Um, my mother-in-law, right before um, I I uh, had my wedding with my husband, requested, not requested actually, kind of demanded 
that I call her mom and her husband, which is my um, my husband's stepfather, um, mom and dad. She wanted me to call her mom and dad or nothing at all. Um, like, don't even say her name. Um, and I my do not feel comfortable with this. Um, I have my own parents. <laughs> they are nothing like my parents. Um, I don't look at my in-laws as parental figures. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I wanted to call them by their first names. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, my mother-in-law was adamant about calling um, her mom, my about me calling her mom and her husband dad. Um, no, they are not. No, I just, they are just the opposite of the people who raised me. My parents are intellectuals. Uh, my husband's oh, no. parents are like suburbanites and, you know, just like, I just don't feel that way for them, to, towards them. And, um, yeah, like, how do you guys feel about, uh, calling your in-laws mom and dad um do you think it's like strange and uh is it yeah i just i it just makes me kind of almost dislike just dislike her more for trying to force that on me and i don't even call her by her name i just don't call her anything so again what's your opinion would love it um do you guys have your own experience with this or friends with this um yeah, uh, let me know. Thanks. Thanks for everything you do. Um, love you guys. Um, oh, yes, hello, guest. Um, and, yeah. Oh, my God. Thanks again. Bye. This person is wild to me. Oh, they hate their wow. animals. They got really serious. That got really serious. She's like, my parents are intellect. Is that? Whoa. She's like, they, Whoa. These, my in-laws these are trash. <laughs> my in-laws are troglodytes <laughs> that that just just walk through the mud. She's like, damn, girl. You could just say they're your parents. These cockroach-eating <laughs> garbage people. You did not need that layer. <laughs> Dang, that was serious. That was serious. I feel bad. Oh my gosh, she is so bad. I feel so bad for the in-laws. I'm like, I'm like, dang, what did they do? My parents read books. These freaks are barely literate. Jesus, she went off. Now, I know you said that Jack's family, you know, you love them. They're, you know, they get it. They're yeah. cool. How, what is your relationship like with the parents? Like, for instance... Would you call and chat up your mother-in-law just like, hey, girl, how you doing? Yeah, without question. I mean, okay. that's that's my boo. But also, <laughs> I don't call her. I mean, I love Maureen. I love Maureen. And also because I was raised, I was, you know, in a black family. Like, you always just say, like, Miss Maureen or auntie or something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's always like. Yeah. So when we first met, I was like, Miss Maureen, Miss Maureen. And she was like, just call me Maureen. That's fine. And even now, I mean, it's I struggle because I'm like. Maureen. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm just with Anna, like, I'm like, hey, Norma. Like, it just feels yeah, like too, it's, yeah. It's like a, yeah. It's a little bit of a struggle. But, like, my <laughs> brother-in-law calls her mom. You know what I mean? Like, he calls her, like, officially mother. He'd be like, mother. Um, <laughs> also British. But, mother. Yeah. He'd be like, mom. Mom. But, like, yeah, I don't think there's an, if she's, if she's really adamant about it, like, it's okay. Like, you can either just not call her anything at all and just be like, hi, 
um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, because like my my um my husband calls my mom like I think he still calls her like Auntie Joan because my mom. <laughs> Wants to be referred as auntie by everybody. Really? And like, <laughs> or like sometimes he'll be like Mama Joan because like she's fine with that too. But like, don't ever call my mom by her first name. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. young, if you're younger than her, I she know, really right? it's it's like a it's, really serious moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's funny, Andy. It's just it's funny because I do think about. Well, also because I was talking to a new therapist yesterday and trying to explain to her black mama drama. You know, I've been trying to get it added to the DSM, you know, and I just need medical professionals to be on board. But yes. there's this, there is, I think that there is culturally a little more infantilizing in that you ain't grown to me, no matter kind of yeah, how old is. you are. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's real. Yeah. And this is what I was saying, real. where it's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's like, and so there are things like that too, where it's like, you know, I remember growing up, I went to like a white friend's house and we like went in her parents' bedroom for something. And it's like, you would never go into an adult's bedroom in my house. You know what I mean? Like any, or like my aunt's house, my cousin, like that's the grown folks area. Children don't go in there. But exactly. What if you wanted to play Nintendo? The Nintendo was in my parents' room. Was it really? Why? Mm, So that they could control how long we played Nintendo for. Oh yeah. No. No, when you can't play on Nintendo, or at least you can't play with your friends. Like you could go in your parents' room, yeah. but don't be bringing these other kids up in my house. No, I'm probably yeah, my friends. It's, it's, but see, it, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's the other kids. That's that part. Because yeah. then they're gonna be rummaging through stuff and find a tax return, and it's gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, it's too much. It's too much. No, it's different. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. Sis was upset. Yes, exactly. Just now, like. And I'm like, but just be like, hey, mom, what's up? It don't have to be nothing else. Well, but then I was also going to say, though, the way you said, like, Mama Jones, my first thought was, like, can you come up with something else to call her? Meaning, like, so if it is, like, Jack's, like, Mama Jackie or something where you can, because I think what she wants, obviously, again, is that family feel. And also, maybe she's, like, really serious about it not feeling formal. And so I think that, like, you could also give her a nickname or something. I think if what she wants is yes. closeness, you could do that if saying M-O-M is too much for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a nickname works. A nickname works. Something. I you know th- what I mean? Something. Hey, Mama dummy. Barb. Hey, stupid. <laughs> Shut I, I could not. Like, we do need to address this whole, my parents are intellectuals. I was like, wow, okay, there's a subjudgmental savagery here that I think. No, well, no, I that, like, was a, what? that was a lot. It was. That that was the a in-laws lot. are like, you know, um, uh, what's, a, what's a nice No, I don't want to hear it. It don't matter what they are. You have married into that family. When you marry somebody, you marry yeah, their family. You have to respect the, you have to respect the elders. You, you have, have to. You think, <laughs> do you think your mom would like me more if I called her like Auntie Deb? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you want to try it. You should try it and see what happens. See if that would make her be like, Andy gets it. No, she's just happy that you earning money. Now she like you. <laughs> that part, it's re- it's really that. That's the thing for black moms in real time. Can you support? Can you take care? It's good. Exactly. That's it. It's like that's it. I think yeah, giving them a nickname and just sort of you know trying to shape things. Also though. As always, where is your husband in this conversation? Like, I'm assuming he knows how you feel 
um, what has he said? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be the insight into his parents. So yeah, ask him. It's like, hey, what could I say instead of mom? Since mom is like really my sticking point, but obviously mm-hmm. I want her to be happy. Or also talking to, or or you could have him say to her, his own mom, like, can you not make her call you mom? Because then it makes it sound like we're yeah. brother and sister, and that's not sexy. <laughs> like, that's you it. Could do that. That's it. You could do that. Yeah, get get him involved. Something. Get him involved. But yeah. she was really upset, and that is, I mean, it's I'm tickled. <laughs> I'm tickled. I really you, am. Yeah. When, yeah. when sis brought up the intellectual part i said wait a minute this, this is taking down her a rough road for her she's upset she's upset do you know what it is i i bet if there wasn't this kind of friction she wouldn't have said something like that because i understand like from i don't go after people unless i'm already like annoyed beyond belief like, uh-huh. I don't go uh-huh. after people like that. <laughs> so, like, you think it's a resentment build? Up? I think it is. I think it yeah. is. I think they're like at the, at their wits end. Be like, I don't want to call this person mom. Mm-hmm. They're not my mom. Yeah, yeah. So I get. It. I like. I, yeah. That's that's why. I was so I was laughing yeah. so much because I really identify. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see where you're at. I see where you're at. It's yeah. a build up. It's a build up. <laughs> but did you? But Danielle, see, you knew you you decided to marry someone whose parents were in another country, another time zone. <laughs> so you know you don't have to deal with that kind of in law. They are intrusion. nine hours ahead. Yeah. They are living that yeah, nine hours are. ahead life. <laughs> they're 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 far ahead of time. But I love them, and that's the thing. Like I love my sister in law. I think she's one of the smartest human beings on the planet Earth. I want her to make a podcast. She'll never do it. But like I think, she's <laughs> and that's the, what makes I her smart she, as well. She's the funniest. She's the funniest. Lizzie is the funniest human I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, I see like comedy in her life. She just is like, no, sis, I'm good. She has a a whole (laughs) eBay business. Like she's working in tech. Like she's like, I'm good. But, But I think she's just genius. I love them so much. I think they're so brilliant. All of them. Oh, that's so wonderful. She's selling beanie babies. What do you? What's oh my god! <laughs> Have y'all seen that documentary about the Beanie Babies? No, it's wild. Is it okay? It's wild about how these like six families in Chicago started the craze themselves. I had no clue. Wow. Yes, it's wild. Wow, that's and you Watch know they're doing it. a movie, a TV show about it. What? Or like a, maybe a movie? All I know is I auditioned <gasps> and didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> about, I was like, oh, how do you know this? You're like, oh, I <laughs> about the craze. The guy, like the I guy Ty, who was, you know, started, who made Beanie Babies and then like uh-huh. how it went to the max. I think it's Zach Galifianakis maybe. Oh my God. But yes, yeah, so, okay. I didn't realize there's already a documentary about it too. Okay, so it's, this, it's so funny. It's like the era for late 90s, early aughts because they're just had an Abercrombie and Fitch. Right. Um, so oh, Beanie sure Babies are. were the yeah. NFTs of the 90s. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly yes. right. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It's yeah. So now people are just buying digital beanie babies. <laughs> that's all these little like think about all those little like NFTs where it's like it's a monkey. It's like what is that? I don't even understand. How it dare you besmirch the apes? How dare you oh besmirch the apes? <laughs> they the look apes. crazy. <laughs> they they re- crazy. really do. They really look do. Really crazy. Um, my heroes, Jimmy Fallon and. Stop. We Hilton. have to let Danielle go. Sorry, Danielle. We can't end on chaotic energy. We start on chaotic energy. Might as well end on chaotic energy. That's what I say. Full circle. Danielle, thank you so much for coming through and gracing us, honey. Yeah. This oh is beautiful. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And hey, follow.
Danielle, there's a ray of light. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.